One more time on the Yodel Mark. Oh no, I lost it. Let's go. Good morning, afternoon, or indeed good bloody well evening to all of our fantastic listeners. This is our dedicated Nintendo podcast, aptly named Switch Island. And to get things started, I want to introduce you to the two boys I'm going to be chatting all things Switch with. And first off, it's our more affluent brother from another mother. Close to being handed his P45 several times, it is at Smark Tweeter. Mark, how are you? Oh, hey guys, how are we doing? Oh, hey, Mark. I'm fine. I'm okay. And alongside him, it's a brain train, famous for flying multiple digital planes, and our resident intellectual, Pete, at GQ Preacher. Pete, how are you? Yeah, good. Impressed by, by yodeling tactics from both sides. Yeah, there. Thank really you very nice. much. I thought you'd appreciate the yodel. Yeah. I like the yodel. No, I enjoy uh, it. I am your Flamingo fan, Danny Ward, and my Twitter machine is at DannyWard2707, and we are Switch Island, and we are now going to talk into your ear holes about our beloved Nintendo. So guys, if you would like to support us, please give this podcast a sub on the service you're using. Uh, follow us on Twitter, which is at Switch underscore Island. I think we're on 540 people now. Whoop, whoop. Hey. 540 people give some free shit away people come a flacking or check out the site which is www.switchisland.co.uk what is the website Mark? Uh, uh, yeah. switchisland.co.uk switchisland.co.uk and it's very flashy at the moment isn't it Mark? yeah we flashed it up you flashed it up I think we did flash it up it looks really yeah. pretty so anyway gents, yeah. gents how the devil are you? a little bit upset what? where's oh. my direct? <gasps> yeah He's one of them. Where's my direct? We've got I, one of them here. <laughs> I, I want my direct. <laughs> Nexit. That's what we need to call this. Yeah. <laughs> Three people exiting the Nintendo I space. Mean, we all sat here. We, we said there has to be one coming in January. We're getting through January. Mm. There's no sniff of it. Guys, wh- wh- where's my direct? Yeah. What do you feel like about we, it? Uh, yeah, I just don't think you can be a legitimate fan unless you're just looking forward to games. You know, I'm not happy with the games they've given us so far. I just want... <laughs> just want Little tidbits of information about new games or nothing. <laughs> well, it seems to be we're getting drip-fed a couple, aren't we? So, like I said, we're halfway through January. Um, we were saying, have any of our predictions come true? Um, I kind of, like, the day after, I had a couple of wins. I'm not going to lie, because oh, yeah. I had Xbox Super, Luck- chat, wasn't it? Super yeah. Lucky's Tale, mm-hmm. I think, got rumoured for it. Um, and I can't remember the other potential win as well. It was an Assassin's Creed story, I think, but... It didn't gather much traction. So I think I'm, I'm getting there. It's, it's early days to see... Because some of our predictions were big predictions. Um, some outlandish, big. like a, a brand new Zelda. Like, some of <laughs> predictions are like really outlandish. Yeah. But like... He's, we've he's had a, eyeballing <laughs> me here when he's saying that. It's not outlandish. It's just what I want. And I'm predicting things I want and it'll happen. Um, Is so, that what it's called, eyeballing? I didn't, yeah, know, I, didn't know what it was called. <laughs> We'd be balling. Um, well, his mouth is full. Pardon. Carry on. So the idea. <laughs> Carry on, Switch Island. <laughs> oh. uh, we'll edit that out later. <laughs> no, we won't. Um, so, a lot of our predictions were pretty bold. So, the likelihood of them being confirmed within the two weeks of our last recording is, is going to be slim. But there have been murmurings of things that that sound like like what we're predicting. I think you're mentioning about Xbox and crossplay being a thing, more <laughs> so 
Mark, have you had any luck with your predictions? Sorry, just before Mark says that on the point of cross-play, we've also had a bit of a breakthrough from PlayStation. So they came across and said, we're going to allow, what's it, Fortnite, Rocket League, basically any any of the kind of massive multi-platform games are now applicable and available. Which will they should be, have been. Which they should have been, which is stupid, um, will be available on Sony. God knows why they had that change of heart. But again, my predictions, boys, you know what I mean? You wish it enough. The will of the world, it'll come true. Maybe they listen to, to Carry your on, Mark. prediction. I think, Maybe I think they do. It. Yeah, they, they listen to that show. They listened to yeah. what you said and were like, you know what? That, 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 guy, that guy's right. He's not fucking about. That's what they thought. You know, this guy, he's on one. He's uh, clearly a, a free thinker. And, uh, he's definitely on something. T- t- yeah, top guys at Sony just went, look, mate. Daniel Ward 2707 he just spoke <laughs> about this we need to sort some shit out and can we bring behold, him in it happens let's, yeah. let's bring him in, into the fold get can him here st- can yeah. you start making some comments about Europe and see what <laughs> yeah we could try that <laughs> see if yeah. else is like, so Mark <laughs> your predictions mate are, are any coming true I can't even remember my predictions at least you're no, honest because no I couldn't really remember if you're kind of talk through what, is there anything notable we've seen that could kind of lean into what we we all wanted uh, no, I mean, we're waiting for third parties and stuff. I mean, I think after we recorded, there was like a couple of third parties that got announced, like Dragon's Dogma, which th- mm. like that was quite quite a big hit back in the day. You're excited about that hit. one? Um, well, it, yeah, it, it's RPG, Western RPG, very similar to, to Skyrim. Um, open world, quite mature, fighting dragons, win. Quite like it. Yeah. Um, and I remember it getting released, but I think it was on Xbox originally, and I didn't, I didn't have the Xbox at the time. But that looks like it could be quite a deep... Um, RPG and seeing as I've played Skyrim like a million times let's have Skyrim 2.0 which is, <laughs> yeah. this seems like it could be um, but yeah I mean aside from that I don't think there was there was many big um, kind of reveals that have come out to prove anything and we are s- still sitting here waiting for the direct which we really want to come don't we like because I think, feels I think like we Ninten- need it yeah, yeah I feel like it's been a bit of a sleeper start for Nintendo I mean I know there's been like like Mortal Kombat's been announced hasn't it but mm. but even that seems a little bit like um like where the the lower class on on their priorities there I mm. think as Switch gamers I think it's been pushed back to a later release date mm. there's no confirmation of like DLC and things like that for it. it it seems like it is just oh yeah and there's like this on Switch so hopefully it's, it's just got a bit more love than it appears. I just think they know their audience and they probably know that if Smash is on a console, then they're not really going to take too much of a lion's share of... It's all, it's really adult as well, isn't it? Like yeah, the, the violence is really visceral in it. And I remember the Mortal Kombat back on the snares, which they had to do the blood green to get it released oh and God, stuff yeah, like that. So it's got heritage, but I don't know, maybe, maybe they, they do know the market and... A lot of Nintendo gamers aren't so keen of that kind of visceralness. Maybe who knows? Yeah, we kind of we had a swathe of releases, and now we're kind of jumping back and forth on the stories here. So, um, and obviously, two Final Fantasy games got release dates. So June, I think, was for both of them at some point. Mm. Do you remember the dates? Mark? Uh, April, I think. Was it April? Oh, They're yeah. both in April. Yeah. Yeah. So both in April. And that's and X was... X and X two and twelve, I think. Yeah. So yeah. you're effectively getting in my eyes two incredible games within one month. I think that's a bit of a mistake. If I'm honest for Square Enix, I don't know why they're bunching them together because I do believe the people that will buy 10 and 10 2 bundled and then 12 will, will buy both. However, you'd think to try and attract in more of the mass market, you'd space them out one per month. Because how, got, how similar are they? It's not that they're similar. It's just a Final Fantasy game. You yeah, know, it's, I guess, still got, yeah. it's still got the same beats and it's still got some of the same. Um, mm. 10 and 12... Uh, 
10's very much out there on its own, and 10 is not a great game. So, but 10, 10, man, there's not a lot of similarities. So, okay, it's like, but it'd be the equivalent of getting Octopath and Xenoblade within the same month, and then okay. expecting the same kind of person to play both and buy both at the same time. Right. So, whereas I think the residual sales would be fantastic for both, it just would have made yeah. more sense in my eyes. But again, again, I'm not a business analyst, so <laughs> I don't know how it works. But to have brought them out and maybe space them like every two yeah, months. It- it does seem odd, just like it's like it's like they were told, right? We've got this. April's looking a bit quiet. Maybe you guys think about putting it what into there got, for us. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah. they were encouraged to do so. Maybe it wasn't even their decision. Maybe they, you know, they 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 told Nintendo when can we release those, and, and they said let's put them at this time. I, I don't know how that sort of thing works. I mean, Pete, are, are you interested in getting them? Yeah, I am interested in getting them, but it, it does tell us with like a little bit of um, data that seems to be coming out that Xenoblade Chronicles Two is like approaching the 2 million mark like for, mm-hmm. for sales worldwide, which is for a JRPG which is an incredibly niche kind of form of it as well with a difficult combat system over 100 hours of gameplay that's good sales data so mm. maybe they think that, well that strike there's clearly like a, a lot of love for JRPGs and it seems like Vesperia is doing really well on Switch um, as well so yeah it seems like yeah. a bit of a home now for JRPGs in a way that Nintendo sort of lost for, mm. for for ages and uh, as well as being a home of indies obviously that we talk about a lot it has become a big platform for jrpgs like, and, and rpgs liked, in general i think dan had um the vita particularly for like jrpgs that was like a jrpg yep. machine and even though it didn't sell like like hotcakes like people who like jrpgs would buy that console for those type of games and it seems like there's there's quite a lot of most um most like frustrating them. console i think i've ever owned the frustrating. yeah just because it, you could the, you had to buy Sony's own memory cards for it mm. and they are just ridiculously expensive and I, I bought the console and bought like a, a 64 gigabyte memory card downloaded like two games onto it that was all I could get <laughs> I, I was like you know it's like fuck this I keep on having to delete the game on there keep the save <laughs> data and everything in the cloud or wherever it might be but then delete that to then download another one and mm. it was just like maybe if I want to jump into this so I couldn't I can only have like one of the Final Fantasy games on there and then something else like smaller and mm. it was just it was getting too much of a, um, a pain in the arse and even now to this day like uh, PlayStation support the Vita via um, the PlayStation subscription PS Plus so you'll mm. get a game for it and I'm like that's a really great game for free I just can't be bothered booting up the Vita now that I've got yeah. the Switch so um, <laughs> yeah. yeah so I was a bit surprised at the Final Fantasy announcements because it did seem a little bit left field or it felt again similar to when part of the direct was leaked last time um, and we got a swathe of announcements before it if you remember because it was pushed back because of the uh, disaster in Japan mm. um, oh, yeah. so like quite a few developers clearly were like no we really need to announce this at this point our analysts mm. are telling us this is the optimum time we have to do it. so nintendo kind of mm. went okay and then it was included in the direct as well so i think we're probably getting a similar response from square enix they're going like we need to bring this out now mm. um and also or at least get the hype train going now for a date uh i think as well nintendo are probably going well we're juggling a lot of first parties and like you said if it is the home of jrpgs we're juggling a lot you know when the jrpg the run of other games is going to come on the console do you think the time is right for the final fantasy 14 mmo <laughs> because like you've yeah, got definitely. sony coming out of the park saying that they're more supportive of cross cross play now which was one of the barriers to that mmo being released 
Um, also, Final Fantasy are literally trying to club neck Nintendo at the moment. Um, so, like, could this could that be an announcement to come? If I was going to do a prediction now, I'd say that that's more likely than ever. I think it would be. I think it's all about Nintendo seem that. notoriously difficult to develop with. I think they're trying to make it easier, which is part of the reason why we think we're getting an iterative version that comes out later this year. It's not, it might not necessarily be what we thought previously, a smaller version, but however, it might just be something that improves the the capabilities of these things being developed on. Mm. So if we get this console, and don't get me wrong, I'm not too sure how Square Enix or how long they've known that Sony are going to go cross-platform to encourage this kind of idea of development, whether or not something's in the background being done already. But to kickstart a game like that now just seems a little bit out there, um, but not as much out there as New Zelda in 2019. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. it could be pretty doable. Yeah. I mean, one game that we haven't spoken about, which I think is worthwhile talking about, um, did you ever have No More Heroes and No More Heroes 2? On Never the ever heard about no. it until no. the directing, or was it E3 when it was announced? Yeah. Never I, heard of it. I had No More Heroes 1, which was like this pseudo open world. It's, it's basically Kill Bill with <laughs> Travis Touchdown replacing like the main character. It okay. is really action orientated, a little bit gory in places, um, but really stylized. It is essentially like a Tarantino film on a game. Um, mm-hmm. And it did have an open world element where you drive around on your bike and stuff. It was like paper boy, a little bit like a paper boy. <laughs> I just had to cite one game there. Could have been anything with a bike. Paper like boy. It, it's all high octane and stuff. Um, and then this Travis touchdown. Oh, Travis strikes again is based on the main character as a spin-off. Um, has anyone looked into it? Has anyone bought it? Or I'm not really appealed by it. Mm. I read a couple of reviews and saw a couple of videos, and it just didn't jump, or at least. The explanation of the game was great, but the actual content of the game, because it it switches between styles quite a lot, doesn't it? The main character, uh, Travis Touchdown, and Badman, who's the the other guy in it, are trapped inside, like, basically arcade games, and then they've got to traverse through each of these games to progress the story, from what I gather. Okay. Which, okay, it's playing with, like, different game modes, and there's, like, mini-game elements to to progress it seems and the loads of style loads of like the, the stuff that no more heroes was known for but it isn't no more heroes <laughs> it's not like this open world thing it's it seems far more contained does it appeal to yourself mark no i mean i watched some of the um the opening segments of the game like there's a video on youtube now of the first 15 minutes and um watch some of that it, it looks completely bonkers yeah. um and i could see that i had a look at the reviews when it came out because it's something that I've heard other podcasts and other people who are fans of No More Heroes talk about for some time. It seems to have been on the radar for the Switch for ages with people getting hyped up about it. So I was quite keen to see what it would be. Um, And, you know, potentially I would have bought it if it sort of really appealed to me. It it does look kind of a bit like um, Reservoir Dogs, just sort of mixed with some sort of future acid trip, broken 90s, drug fuel mania thing. Are you just and, reading the back of the box there, Mark? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a quote from Suda. Yeah. Um, and and I've never seen a game that's got more divisive response, really. I've seen one out of tens. Um, really? No, one out of five, sorry. With Eurogamer, I gave it one. Wow. Uh, and then nine out of tens from other people. So it's been really divisive. This, this was the case with um, No More Heroes as well. So... And it's kind of an approach with this. I really do think his, like you mentioned Suda51 there and Grasshopper Studios, his thing, his games can be quite divisive mm. um, because 
just like a Tarantino film is. Like there's some people that are like, oh, like this is dead boring, nothing's happening, and then loads of violence happens. And then some people are like, well, no, it's how he uses conversation and how he, like it, it depends on what part you grab onto with these kind of games. Um, and if it doesn't grab you, it doesn't. I don't think this would have been one for me, which is why I left it. Even though I did like No More Heroes in the past, um, I think he has kind of positioned this as a spin-off as opposed to like a mainstay No More Heroes game. Okay. That, that seems to be my take on it. But I can see why some people would look at it and really not like it. Um, is it is is called though No More Heroes? Travis Drags Again, though, isn't it? So it's still part of yeah. that. But it, yeah. it's not it's not the same kind of the game same play. game. So okay. there's like a racing game in it, from what I gather. There's also like this almost isometric hack and slashy game as well. Right. Yeah, and so it, it's not like a mainstay style wise. So it's a bit like a sort of like Link to the Adventure of Link. In the in the sort of is the sort of offshoot is it yeah, that different? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I I have to say I haven't played it, so I mean I don't know. Okay. It's just from my perspective of looking at, oh, okay. at um Travis Strikes Again, like that's how it seems to be positioned from my point It'd of view. Be pretty interesting. So if anyone's listening to this, you you know you're super fan of this mm. game, you picked it up. Let us know uh, at Switch underscore Island. I think it's it's pretty interesting to see what your thoughts are on it for a new release. It's not that expensive either. It's like thirty thirty four. For like yeah. that and the 30, 34 quid for a one out of five from Eurogamer sounds mm. like a hell of a lot of money to me. <laughs> um, speaking of things that cost a hell of a lot of money, Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story uh, releases to a claim on 3DS. Have, have we ever picked up any of these games? Any, any played any of them? Um, uh, I haven't. There are five Mario and Luigi games. Yeah. Like they're all sort of um, like talking of spin offs, they're kind of a spin off from the the Mario RPG thing, aren't they? There's like five different RPGs. I think the first one was on the Advance and they've had them on the DS and the 3DS. Um, I think this one is a, um, Bowser's Inside Story is a re-release, like a port from the DS version to the 3DS with updated graphics. And I think it's got extra content with an extra game aspect of it. Um, But I wondered like you guys probably slightly more RPG story game sort of fans than me. Well, significantly more, without question. Uh, is there any um, any interest in you guys? I think no. <laughs> Even though, I mean, right. I've I played <laughs> I played far. one of them in the past, and I, okay, I just couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you which one it was. It was okay. when I had the 3ds, um, and I think I just picked it up to see what it was about, um, and I'd never completed it. I didn't find it that engaging. Hmm. Um, it was on the 3DS, was it? I'm pretty sure it was. Or it might have been theme? the DS. I okay. played one of them. <laughs> yeah. I'll so have to have a look. I the Superstar Saga, Partners in Time. Partners in Time, I think, is, is okay. the one that I might have played. That was played. on DS. Okay. Yeah, so DS. So Partners I've played a DS time. game of it then. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So uh, another announcement. So Capcom of, uh, are bringing Dragon's Dogma Dark Horizon Arisen. Arisen? Arisen? I've arisen. You don't really <laughs> want to say that. Uh, for Switch, um, anyone ever played any of them? Yeah, we were mentioning it before, yeah, we were, weren't we? It's like um, a Skyrim-esque open world Western you RPG. Of course you did. Um, looks, on the surface, very Skyrim-esque, but it's got a lot of love from people who are really Mm. interested in it. Speaking of a lot of love that people are interested in, Celeste DLC, Mark. Yeah, this, I mean, I'm assuming from your tone that you're excited about this. (laughs) I'm (laughs) excited. Don't gauge my opinion, mate. You you, you put your opinion out there. there. Yeah, no, I am. You know, it's going to be shit. 
Uh, <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for it. If yeah. it's got if it's story DLC, I don't, I've not seen anything, any yeah. notes oh, on it oh, or so anything. So the, yeah, the developer said it will carry on um, from the end of the game. So it's not like separate parallel content. It's just going to continue from the the end of the game. So it will just probably be as difficult as those last stages. Um, I imagine, although he didn't specify the difficulty. Um, I'm hoping that it starts you off on quite an easy footing again for those yeah. people who maybe haven't played it, Pete. Um, and yeah. <laughs> I just love the idea that we're getting, and I think this is the beauty of DLC for indie developers is you can get the likes of Shovel Knight, you know, where yeah. the guys just keep on building in that same platform. One, because they've already built the fucking platform. That must be difficult, you know, within the engine yeah. and all the assets are there and they're able to reuse it and continue on a great game. So usually with DLC from indie developers, it's as good, if not better based on the comments that they're taking and they seem really open and you know sponges to all the all the criticisms that it gets from outside and then they just keep on adding it adding it adding it adding it so i'm really excited for it even just yeah. for more music from it as well mm. oh true definitely and i love the, i love the thought of the free dlc for games like the messenger as well um where there's free dlc coming just as i've expand the whole world and just build on the fan base they've already they've already got from from you know switch and then prior releases but i think in general uh, i think specifically switch has done done a lot of work for these developers as we know so we've already seen it with other games like as you say shovel knight and um stardew valley yeah so final point on this so you, you tempted to jump onto it is it your kind of thing so in, until mark game shamed me um <laughs> i had no desire to play it I, I think i've seen everything i need to see i've seen you play it quite a lot it's very twitchy i i think it's something that's got a great kind of it's got a lot of support to it, but it's not for me. I think the, the constant deaths and retrying so it. Just let me let me dance explain this to you. Oh yeah, go on, go on. <laughs> That's right, coined. Um, so the reason it's so good is you love a good platformer. Mm. You love a challenge. Yeah. Okay, but you also like some good elements of story embedded in that with decent hip hoppy music. Mm. So all of that kind of, well, maybe not hip-hoppy music side, but all of those things within it yeah. make this game fantastic. But it's slick, it's fun, it's quick to reload when you die. It's like back on that Super Meat Boy vibe, mm. but improved. So you'll like this. If it comes up in a sale, I think it'd be, it'd be worth you picking it up. I would look at it because a lot of people have suggested it to me. Um, I, I mean, if you're going to put me on a, on, on a scale of... Celeste to Stardew Valley. By the way, have you played Stardew Valley, Mark? I, I no, haven't. you haven't. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay that, that's a shame. That's a, really, that's a really good indie game, which has a lot of support from people. That people tell you all the time's a great game, but you I, haven't I played. played it, Pete. Oh, I've okay. played it, Pete. Have you? Yeah, Dan, have you? Yeah, good boy. I played um, it. Suck Up Island. Yeah. <laughs> suck, hashtag Suck Up suck Island. Island. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that hamper was brilliant, by the way, Mark. Thank oh. you. So just let me dance playing <laughs> Suck Up Island. Uh, <laughs> Um, so d don't put that in your Google search. Um, no, please one don't. thing I would say is it is something that, that I would suck off island. <laughs> and, and also, you know, any kids listening, don't suck on islands. It, you can go down. Can, no, you can swallow don't it. suck them off either. Carry on, Pete. <laughs> we'll, we'll edit that out. We can um, edit all of this out. So, yeah, <laughs> we back to the point. Celeste is definitely something I'll look at. I think it's, it's um, it looks like a really good game. I've seen quite a lot of it. I... I do struggle with the, the twitchiness of it and I know you, you say it's like quick load to jump back in but yeah, yeah, I, I imagine it. you get close to throwing your controller at times as well. I think I did at one point. Yeah, so those those aren't really the experiences I look for. 
speaking of experience of experiences i don't really look for uh yoshi's crafted world gets story trailer can anyone Mate. explain why this game will be good to me just explain woolly world or whatever it was previously have, have, crafted have, you world. Any yoshi, have you played any of the yoshi games i've I played games with yoshi in them i had it on the n64 <laughs> <laughs> I've not played any Yoshi games. Well, that, that, that's ridiculous because he's in Mario games, but that's not like a sp- specific Yoshi game. Well, you played Smash, haven't you? So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, I played I've, Mario I've played Kart. Yoshi. Yeah, are you excited by this? Is it? Um, is it on so, your horizon? Are you going to pick it? Right, is this day one first, Pete? I think <laughs> you're not answering the question here, Pete. We've had this all no, week in the news. No, it's not. Uh, no. Thank you, Mark. Are you going to? Are you going to pick this day one? I'll probably get this. I don't know whether it'll be day one. I'll see what the reviews look like because I I love a good Yoshi game for the sort of seek, finding secrets because they're a little bit almost precursor to sort of Metroidvania in that you're exploring the world to find the secrets and I I love exploration based games and so and I love Yoshi in general because dinosaurs are just great and he's a dinosaur with a <laughs> crazy tongue and weird eggs and like this doesn't look I mean. Never the bothered annoying. by his tongue. I'm just bothered by the giant bulbous face he's got. It's just a ball with eyes on it and a massive tongue <laughs> that pops out. It's weird. Oh, Yashi's yeah, it's a little bit weird. He's cool. Like, I do like him. He's cool. He's a great. He's a great character. Um, and I, I, he's like a. I don't know. He's he's one of the sort of Mario sidekick underlings that he, he he's got his own sort of style of game and you know he's he's had some sort of low low points in his career with Yoshi's story on the N64. <laughs> Yeah, with drink and <laughs> drugs. Well, I need to you know. actually segue in with a story here. Okay. Uh, Desert Island Cartridge, plug, 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 uh, which is now available. Ooh. Yes, housekeeping. Yes, thank you. Now available through our um, just generic Switch Island channel on the podcast. So you're just able to download it through there. I uploaded the first two episodes. I'm doing the third with uh, with Bobby, a.k.a. Nintendo Guru, which is awesome. Ledge. Absolutely awesome. Spent about an hour and a half chatting through the bullshit before we even started recording with him. Um, but at one point he was like telling the story. Uh, yeah, fuck it, I'll ruin his game. He was talking about um, Animal Crossing. I won't say which one for Animal Crossing fans. Like his his selection for the for the um, this Island cartridges. And he's talking about, is it KK Slider? Yeah. And he's like, one game he's playing you know a guitar and then the next one he's like a dj and he said so authentic and like in his amazing fucking accent he's going so authentic you know he goes into and he's he's playing his music in this kind of then he goes and he's he's doing it and went oh yeah i and he goes if you go at 12 p.m then you can hear a song playing he said if you turn your your ds on the next day then you can hear this thing happen this thing happen. just explain like the beautiful parts of animal crossing and i went oh yeah i heard a rumor online um, and you might be able to tell me if it's true that if at, at 12 o'clock at night, so KK Slider comes down from the DJ booth, goes into the toilet, snorts a load of cocaine and bangs a hooker and he, his face just dropped and he was like, oh, and then he started laughing. Like I was like, <laughs> oh, you know, but you know what you feel like you've maybe taken a step too far oh with someone. Gosh. And I was like, uh, I was making a joke. And also at one point I said, I'll come at you like a wet flannel. How did he react to that? He reacted pretty well to that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When a guy from New Jersey, I want to say, like starts, um, yeah, starts like Joycey, yeah. Yeah. eyeballing you when via. Yeah, it doesn't matter if he's eyeballing you through a webcam or through <laughs> in, in face to face. That guy's come. That fucker's coming for you. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. So final point, lads. I kind of like kept this one to the end for you on the news section. News, 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 mm-hmm. news section. So. Um, 
data miners have discovered the SNES emulators are on the Switch, hiding away, buried in there, waiting to be found. Um, I'm especially excited by this, but Mark, I think you need to have the floor first on this one. What, what are your thoughts? What are your feelings? I'm super excited. I mean, part of the Nintendo Online uh, service we've had so far, the NES games, but I think all of us have been saying for some time that like, whilst they're good fun to dip into, just to sort of experience the history, uh, there's no games that can sort of capture attention for a really long... Well, there are some, like um, Mario Brothers 3 or whatever, but really long-plague format, proper quality games, I think, started with, with the SNES, in my opinion. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited for this. And I, I think the question uh, for all of us now is, do you think they'll do it as a free edition, or do you think they'll have an extra tier, like an extra sort of Netflix-style tier, and you have to pay extra? My personal feeling is it would be the right move to keep it as all part of the online package. That I think if they start to try and monetize that in any other way, like they're really going to upset a few people because we've had to wait so long for any kind of mm-hmm. online infrastructure anyway. I think people aren't particularly happy with how um, the how the the system runs anyway with the voice chat app. Like, I, I think it would be a really nice way to just bring that that the, the SNES games in and be like. Here's your selection of SNES games as well, Tar, very much for being our consumers. <laughs> I think it's it's interesting from what they've got in the tank that they're ready to bring out because the SNES makes sense because the SNES Mini's been out for a while. Um, it's I've kinda, got one. I love it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, we gave one away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we gave one away. Mm-hmm. Um, legit gave one away, by the way. Not like these people out there giving them to mates. You know what I mean? We actually legit gave away a SNES Mini. Thanks to Sticky. Big up to Sticky. Props. Whoop, whoop. Hey, thanks, Kit. Steve, um, yeah, hop over to the Discord, by the way. Anyone anyone listening? Yeah, so I'm, I'm super excited for it. The back catalog's insane. There's actually games on there I want to legitimately jump back into. There, that's a point, I think, when gaming didn't date too poorly. So there are there is stuff in there that's it's just legitimately fun to play. The mechanics are great. Um, a I lot, think a lot of your favorite indie games are building their games to look like SNES yeah, games. Like exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's the the thing they're trying to channel. Exactly. So even you know just Super Mario All Stars. I know you can get the certain aspects of what you want from the, the NES, but it's just a fluidity that came with the SNES, and it was uh, a company hitting its stride. And then the likes of, obviously, the PlayStation then came out, N64, GameCube, and that generation of games. Obviously, we're super excited to play. They're really, especially from Nintendo, the caliber of those games are fantastic. Um, If I was to pick out anything on the SNES, I'd be super excited to jump back into. It would be something akin to, hmm, it's a tough one to think this, actually. What about Final Fantasy VI for you, mate? I don't like the older Final Fantasies. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. No, never like them. They're all right. They're okay. fine. Six is okay. It was the first one that started using FMVs, but it wasn't. Don't get me wrong. The FMVs don't make a Final Fantasy. It just didn't gel with me. So I don't think it was that type of game. Um, the ones I remember really fondly from the snares was stuff like even Double Dragon, like the updated version of that. Like I think um, Super Mario Kart, that was when it first became like a legit franchise. Um, I mean, I, I I don't have like a shopping list of SNES games that I'd want really. I I I think I bought my SNES Mini, and there's some really cracking games on that which I really enjoy. Uh, that is a game with Star Fox in it as well. <laughs> but there's two. <laughs> what, um, what was that? Two of them. The only, yeah. Uh, th- there was like an unreleased. Um, so there was Star Wing um, in in the UK, 
and then they made like um, a Star Fox 2 game which I don't think was ever released in the West so that's on there but because I've got the, the SNES Mini I'm not really hankering for these like the, you know your top tier SNES games that everybody demands like quite a yeah. lot of those are already on the SNES Mini so, so I'm quite happy with them um, so I'd be interested to see aside from like the main ones that made it onto the SNES Mini what would be like the second tier games that they'd also bring out which mm. I wouldn't have a chance to play on my SNES Mini with the NES games, it feels like a museum. Like you're kind of browsing mm. in there and you're yeah. kind of looking at it's something. cultural. Yeah, it's nice and it's mm. displayed lovely. And it's, um, you know, again, it, the way it's been presented is impeccable. Like it really is. But with the SNES games coming out on there, like I think there will still be that element of it feeling a little bit dated. But it's paving the way for the better stuff to come. And we need to get through the NES, we need to get through the SNES, we need then the N64 GameCube stuff. Hopefully. Do you think they'll do that through? I, I, I don't know if they'll do I, I don't know. I, I'm getting more and more sceptical that we'll we'll see that. I think okay. I, I'm, I'm leaning more towards them doing like remakes of those big N64 and GameCube games. Like we're seeing like mm. Tales of Vesperia or whatever. Um, I think we'll start to see things like Mario 64 remade for the switch with, with, with HD graphics and stuff like they're doing with resident evil two at the moment, that sort yeah. of thing. I think we'll see. I just, I'm the only games really I'm keen to play the Zelda's that I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I think they might bring those to the switch, you know, cause they've already done remakes of those. Yeah, for the switch. They've yeah. set their, their stall out with that. Haven't they? I mean, I yeah. still stand by the, the, I think we're going to be playing skyward sword on our switches soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they very recently did a remake of wind waker, twilight princess in the in the wii u era um so i don't know i i mean they'd never do it because they they quite like the standalone games don't they but i do imagine like imagine the the hd zelda collection and it was the twilight princess um wind waker and say one other like in a a little bundle that would be amazing Mm -hmm. and people would buy that for switch and that would be brilliant but i just don't see them ever doing it okay well well we know it's coming and just to uh, clarify, uh, Star Fox 2, um, Star or Star Wing 2, I guess, mm. but Star Fox 2, it, it didn't come out at all, uh, let alone not only in the West. Yeah. Really? Yeah, just, yeah it was, just ca- was cancelled, and then they used some of the bits and pieces from it for Lilac Wars or Star Fox 64, mm. um, because the it was just the SNES was too far into its life cycle for the... Um, you know, the PlayStation was already out and games were already changing, so they had to sort of mm. move everything across to the N64. I love all that, like, nostalgia element to it, but also, like, the, the story behind the scenes. I always think mm. that's dead interesting. So when we were doing, like, uh, Mario or Mario, like, the reasons why they're not called certain games... Coming coming benign. soon, guys. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> watch this um, space. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, and I'm super excited to have the SNES game. I think some of the greatest games of all time, in my opinion, are on the SNES and just to be able to play Super Metroid in, in a handheld sort of format just really excites me. And then Super Mario World would be on my wish list. Um, and, I, you know, if, if they do put Final Fantasy VI on there, I've, I've never sort of got into any of the Final Fantasies yet, but I would give that one a go to sort of... And, and if, like, Earthbound or whatever comes, games that I hear a lot about that I've never mm. managed to get through the, the title sequence, uh, <laughs> I'd love to give them another go in a, in a really sort of friendly, easy-to-play format like the Switch is. Yeah. Well, speaking of friendly and easy to use formats like the Switches, guys, <laughs> let's switch it up. Very smooth.
switch it up. Smooth. The segues today, mate. You're doing really well. Oh, thank you, mate. Cheers. Yeah. See what I mean? I'm actually expediting this quickly, which I know I'm proving the point of not doing by wasting 30 seconds explaining to you all how I'm how I'm expediting this very quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, seg- um, the segues aren't always relevant, but they're smooth. They're not, yeah. but they're trying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of smooth, my boss, <laughs> yeah, exactly. have you... Yeah. Did you enjoy that song? Wait, the, was that yeah, the title of it? Switch it up. Did you oh, no, that? no, no. That one was good, yeah. So I like that one. I thought you'd called it. Cool. So yeah. the way I want to structure this a little <laughs> bit differently. Okay. So okay. we're just going to go around the table. Yeah. Digital table with Mark. And we're going to just explain very quickly as in just the titles of the games that we're playing. And then we're going to go round and talk about each game for a couple of minutes. So Mark, what have you been playing this week? I've been playing the messenger, a bit of smash and a bit of super Mario brothers. U deluxe. <gasps> Sp- God, Pete, what have you been playing? Tales of Vesperia. Um, Arena of Valor. Okay. Uh, like a MOBA. And a little bit of Smash, although not enough. Ah, wonderful. And I've been playing fuck all. It's uh, <laughs> a joke about mm-hmm. that. I've been playing jumping in and jumping out of Smash just mm-hmm. so I could main cloud and then hopefully play you guys at Smash after this recording and smash you up, so to speak. <laughs> nice. You couldn't leave Link now. You, you, you love Ooh. Link. Ooh. So going with the headline one then, Tales of Vesperia. Come on, Pete, sell it to me. Because this, um, this sounds like my type of game or at least the type of game that you usually make me buy. Yeah, so we've been complaining about uh, Pokemon. Yeah. Let's let's go. Um, Don't know what you mean. <laughs> the, the, it's a little bit on the dull side. The, the most superficial game ever brought yeah. Um, yeah. Have, have, but, have any of you guys made it through the first like four hours of that game? How far have you got? Uh, I'm up to I've done the second gym oh, yeah. um, and so no that's probably you just know under what? the four, I'm actually going to I'm going to fucking play this game I'm going to do it when I get it back because I haven't played Civ yet and I'm just about done with Smash I'll talk about that in a bit yeah, yeah. so go on carry on uh, so basically <laughs> even though um, Pokemon it looks very charming with the art style it still felt a bit lifeless and a bit dull to me whereas Tales of Vesperia like they nail the art style it really? looks really good the characters look boss like the just the whole world it creates is far stronger and fleshed out. So on a level between Pokemon and Xenoblade, where does Vesperia come This is so much friendlier. Like, you can turn the battle, Art-wise, battle system down to where, where are we talking? What's it? So, Xenoblade was aiming to go for, like, this japanese realism thing. Mm. This is going for uh, cartoony Studio Ghibli style, as most Nino Tales Kuni kind of looking. Yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Um, and... So the, the storyline is that the world is infested with monsters um, and there's these certain items, gems, um, forgotten tech, which produce a barrier that stops the monsters from getting in. Um, but there's a problem with this technology. Um, humankind at this time doesn't have the ability to make new ones, so they're having to find old ones. People are stealing some mm. of them, some breaking down. Uh, so it means that big settlements are starting to crumble. Uh, the Empire is trying to get a monopoly on these items and so on and so forth. So it's a really big kind of global stuff going on. Um, but where it sits in terms of gameplay is when you get into battles and there's randomly appearing enemies that kind of you walk into and it's the classic kind of screen break and you're so in is battle it mode. pure luck, is it? You're based on walking around. You can around see them where they it? are and they appear pretty close to you and if, if they don't spot you can get past them you can avoid them but okay. sometimes they do get you if they attack you from behind then your whole party is kind of out of order and it, it takes mm. you a while to win the fight if they attack you from the front then 
it's a normal battle. Cool. If you stun cool. them first and then walk into them, then you get the jump on them. So there's some technical elements to that. How that's exactly like uh, that's exactly like Child of Light, actually. Yeah, it's very similar to Final Fantasy Twelve, Final Fantasy Ten, Final Fantasy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. It, it is yeah. that system. Uh, 12, what makes okay. it different is in the games that you might be referencing is turn based. Mm-hmm. Um, this looks like a Tekken game when it gets into the battle scenes. Oh, really? So no way. Um, you can set the position of your people. They move. You can um, you can go into the stats of it and change which moves they're allowed to use and how you want them to act and how much TP you want them to use. So it's like active time battle yeah, kind of which, thing. which specials you want them to use. And you can really design it. Um, and there's one event which I'll talk about very briefly just to get the point across how important it is. Um, but then you free move and your main attacks and special attacks look like a beat em up and there's up and bees, down and bees, right? And, and it's really free flowing. Um, you can change your main character. So I've switched to being like a healer character. So they're all getting into the fight and I'm trying to avoid enemies because you can move forwards and backwards across a single plane. But by holding a trigger, you can also move in the whole 360. So changing your positions and, and so on works really nicely. And mm. if you're doing a healer, you're trying to avoid enemy attacks and get out of harm's way to drop your heals just in time. Tough distance. And yeah. the so it, it's really technical and um, probably it's it's far more engaging the combat system um, for someone coming into it and easier to accept <laughs> from someone coming into it than Xenoblade ever was and I had it on normal battle difficulty um, probably played it for about four hours five hours and then there's a boss which mm. is just insane it's like you can go through without knowing the battle system intimately mm. and you'll be alright up until this fir- like first proper boss no second proper boss and then this second boss, and anyone who's played it will know who I mean. It's like this this dog, like wolfy doggy thing, um, and it uses poisons and it uses there's ads. And if you don't set your team up to target the ads, if you don't have um, like ways to counter the poison, if you don't know that you need to to check what its weaknesses are and use fire attacks on it, you just get smashed. And it's literally like. <laughs> The normal fights, you'll walk over loads of them. Dead easily, don't have to think too much, and it grades you on your ability to fight. But then this boss lands, and you die. Like, yeah. literally, like, mm-hmm. everyone stands, everyone's dead within, like, five seconds. And you're like, what What the hell? So then you go away, you grind, and you try and level up, go again, and you survive 10 seconds. And it's like, is this game broke? Why, why am I still dying? Like, And so then... So there's, you then have to edit your party. You have to tailor them, how they act and so on. You need to target ads first. Dead, dead hard. Mm. Um, or, you know, if you don't want to spend about an hour and a half learning the game and how to beat this boss, just turn the battle difficulty down to easy and walk through. Keep easy that way. Keep for the story. Yeah. So if you have to, um, you know, kind of place this game at the moment, you don't necessarily have to give it a score. You know, it's a recommendation. It's charming, it's a JRPG, which is easier to access, but also has some real hidden hidden depth there if you want to make it really nails. Cool. And Mark? Uh, could I just ask quickly, how much have they added to the game, like from its original? Did you ever play the original? So I played uh, Tales of Symphonia on the GameCube from start to finish and loved it, and was always very disappointed that that was the only Tales game that ever came out to a Nintendo console, That, to my knowledge. Um, Vesperia came out, but that was on the Xbox, which which, of course, I didn't have. Mm. Uh, it might have been on Sony as well. Um, and I remember reading the reviews at the time and looking at it, I was like, oh, it's gorgeous. It's just like yeah. Tales of Symphonia. I wish, I wish, should I buy an Xbox? <laughs> like, it really was like that because Tales of Symphonia was a stunning game. This channels a lot of what I knew it would be. 
Um, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it because I feel like I've missed out of that in the past and now it's come back yeah. and done and, and it looks beautiful. There's a bit of da- there's a bit of downgrade of the quality of the imagery and, and the, the, the look of it when you're on handhold, but it's not enough to damage it. Um, but when you put it on screen, it's gorgeous, really, really nice looking, great design. It, it, it's, it's why Nintendo games work when, when you release them again in the future because the design and the style of the characters is just really on point. And even if it doesn't fit in with like the graphical fidelity that you can get elsewhere, it fits in with the world that it's made perfectly. So it, you completely buy in. It's genuine. It's, it's really good. So I've loved that. Yeah. So we'll mm. kind of jump on to uh, the messenger, Mark, and then we'll touch on Super Mario Brothers U, and then we'll kind of have like a roundtable about Smash because I think we're all <laughs> at the same point with it at the moment. So the messenger, it's getting a lot of love online. I'm giving the, yeah. Well, just weirdly, I think in our little social circle, a few people of us have been few of us have been playing it um qu- just coincidentally i think yeah uh, as part of a sort of backlog breaking did our very uh, first gameplay yeah. yeah very first game and watch with ben mm. and that was uh, it's a video series we're going to do on youtube where one of us just plays the game the other one watches it um and that was the very first one was the messenger it looks nails looks really difficult it is difficult um it's just the right level of challenging i think um yeah. I, I really, I, well, I do enjoy a good challenging game, if you didn't know. Not noticed. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, I do. I like my games to have an element of challenge. I don't, that's what's put me off Pokemon, actually, is that it does sound like a bit of a breeze to just click a button all your way through. I'm not a fan of those sorts of games. Um, what? But me- The Messenger, I was sort of feeling kind of, yeah, this is fine. I've en- been enjoying it for the, the sort of first, maybe like five or six hours of it, you sort of proceed level by level. How long is it in total? Just that Well, I haven't completed it yet, but okay. the game changes at that point of about six hours in from a sort of procedural working your way through le- standard sort of levels, yeah. you know, boss at the end of each level sort of thing. The game just switches it up, <laughs> so to speak. Hey, I'm um, the theme tune. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. Get, get, write that down because we'll forget about that. That's, that's a handy <laughs> one to have. Um, it changes to like... Um, dare I say it, a bit of a Metroidvania in that you oh, then have to... You, you, have you ever played a Metroidvania before? Well, I, I haven't, and, and it's really... Um, th- thank you for asking, and I've been really interested <laughs> in, in playing one. And um, It's that famous game, Super Castle. And, uh, yeah, yeah, Super Castle and uh, Vaneroid. Vaneroid. Yeah. Vaneroid. Oh, I'd love a Vaneroid. <laughs> That's it now, it's a Vaneroid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Doctor, I've got a bit of Vaneroid. Yeah, I was like, just you got a cream for that? For that? Yeah, I'll get you a cream. <laughs> I popped a Vaneroid. <laughs> Uh, it's a band it, name as well the Vaneroids sounds, like, sounds like I'd get a Vaneroid if I played Celeste sorry go on <laughs> or the messenger evidently or the messenger yeah. carry on if you don't get up regularly and walk around on a plane you can get Vaneroids yeah that's it um, the um, yeah so it changes and from that point it, it doesn't do a great job of the, the actual transition is a little bit confusing because you can because you're going from this sort of quite linear procedural setup to then a little bit of a there's a little bit of a feeling of where do I go yeah. and you because you're sort of being hand held through the first bit and then suddenly you're like oh crap this game has just changed completely yeah. to then you having to like go off to find various items and you get all you get are like these clues given to you by this sort of mystic character who gives you clues but you can I, and I didn't realize for the first one or two of those items I went off to find, I didn't realize that there's a map 
because obviously when you're just playing through a game like Mario or whatever, you don't need a map because you, you know you're going from left to right. It's not a problem. But yeah. at this point in the game, you sort of do need a map because you're then going off through the existing levels you've already played, but exploring them in a different fashion because you're going from like right to left in this instance, or you might be like going up through the level instead and they're like using uh, skills that you've picked up along the way to explore them in a different fashion and also use the 8-bit to 16-bit transition. Um, basically, there are these like spheres through which there are sort of these circles in the in the level through which you can see the 16-bit style through it. Or hmm. if you're in the 16-bit style, the circle will show you the 8-bit style through it. And if you jump into that, it will then change to the 8-bit the or the 16-bit style. And that changes the configuration of the level. So you can then explore in different ways. So you can find different routes through it. Um, and at this point, th- there's, there's moments of it that have just become one of the greatest games I've played in a long time. Like it, it just went from like very good to like excellent in, in this, in this uh, like last half of the game, I guess, although I haven't finished yeah. it yet. A lot of people have said like the second half just it kicks it up a notch and people said i think it's just a lot of other people are dissuaded by the first and just going it seems very linear or very samey and again i kind of we cited celeste before but the like of that game did it better whereas like the second half seems to be a completely different game well and some people though have had the the opposite opinion as well like um so it's been quite divisive in that front like i was chatting to do you know um ben benji kong no not heard him (laughs) <laughs> oh, well, he's, he's the guy. He's, he's online. He's playing the messenger at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah. He's a good chap. You should talk to him. Actually, you probably get on with him. Um, mm. He uh, he's had he's completed it now. But he's had the opposite opinion where he enjoyed the first half more because, mm. and he then used a guide for the second half. I mean, guide. I mean, who is this guy? Used a guide. Usually, so it's interesting. Usually people don't ask how you got there, just whether you get there. So don't worry too much. Oh, it's good. So sp- speaking of guides. Uh, so new Super Mario Brothers U have you got a guide for that? And this one doesn't need a guide this is just um, part of the new Super Mario Brothers uh, series which you know back at the uh, the Wii and then the 3DS they released a few of these I just want to uh, so- know is it worth picking up because I do want to buy this game it's just expensive and I'm like oh, I can't is this new money for old rope yeah yeah, yeah. I well, want to get it, it digitally is as well and I'm like it's 50 quid digitally and I'm like oh, if there's going to be a sale and it goes down to 30 I'll probably pick it up but yeah it's probably like, it's probably more of a 30 quid game although I, I'm I'm feeling a little bit like I've got to respond to Pete saying new money for old rope. He's just bought Tales of Vesperia. Um, how, how much was that? Pete? <laughs> He's uh, not that played it. He's not thir- played it. That was 33. Have you played that this game 33. before? Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I, I have played this game before Sorry. on the Wii U. Um, also, yeah, but, but, it's a different console as well. Uh, a different. Like, it's not Nintendo. It was like, okay. Uh, come on. Yeah. Come on guys. Stop. All right. All right. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> just um, think of Roid Come on. Roid enjoyed it but didn't complete it on the wii u and it's a game that when i was playing it on the wii u i wanted to be playing it handheld but obviously the restrictions of that with the, the wii u handheld it wasn't as great wasn't an hd sort of screen um playing it handheld on the switch is amazing fun and it's great fun to just be able to dip in really quickly play a couple of levels um they've added some like new characters some like easier characters um you know maybe you might think about that dan um but uh you can you know so you can play it on like baby mode 
If you, if you need to get a guide, like oh, the, I wasn't sure what the shot was. That was the shot. Yeah, if you need to, the shot's there. Easy, I was waiting yeah. for the shot. I knew about it because um, he's done the same one about touche about the the, the, the Kong <laughs> that shall not be named, not Benji. Uh, oh yeah, but yeah, yeah, the stupid little thing where you can just basically run through the game and do it it's super simple on but a board. Yeah, I'm pretty nah, good at these games, Mark. I'd I'd embarrass oh, no, you, mate. I'm only messing. I'm only messing. Only because um, you main Kirby all the time. We'll get to that in a minute. I'm, I'm good with Kirby, mm-hmm. although I haven't actually tried everyone's, any of the other characters. Everyone's good with Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody um, thinks they're good with Kirby. <laughs> well, well, we'll test it on the actual battleground later on. in a minute. So go on, Karen. Uh, so Mario Brothers U Deluxe, uh, if you enjoy a 2D Mario game, this is a great one to have in HD. You know, so you, you may not have even played an HD one, down actually. So it's nice to sort of see the levels and the gameplay and the characters all in HD and... Uh, the, the levels are great. The level design, um, it's smooth and the, the designs are interesting. Um, there's a lot of content. So if you do enjoy your your platforming, there's a lot of content here. And it's got the Super Mario uh, Luigi U content added in, which was DLC. They released separately for the Wii U. This is all included for this. And in that mode, you get one minute to complete remixed versions of the levels. And the, the levels have changed, but you have to like run through them as Luigi. Um yeah, and if you're a, you're a Mario Bros fan, then uh, I think this is essential, personally. If you're a Mario um, Bros fan, bro. If you're a Mario Bros fan, uh, bro, dude, <laughs> then, then pick it up. But uh, yeah, if you've already played it, then I'd give it a bit of a soft um, your soft recommendation. Shake. A yeah. soft shake. A bit of a... a soft <laughs> how, is, how is that backlog? <laughs> yeah, it's a good um, point. Yeah, it's, with um, the backlog. But this is a great one to be able to jump in, and it's like a bit of a... Uh, cl- palette cleansing sort of game because sort of bright and colourful and stuff. And of all the of all the Mario games, had this been Mario Maker, I would have bought it day one, and I would have been super excited by it yeah. because I think that seems like such a unique game, and it would be great on Switch. This one, it's just I need it to be a little bit lower in price point before I pick mm-hmm. it up. I also think that there was probably if I was going to port over the Mario's from from uh, the Wii U era. Uh, Mario Maker would be my first. I think Mario 3D World would be my second, and this yep. would be my third. Um, I, I did really enjoy 3D World. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. That is a really fantastic game. I would also love them to bring over um, 3D Land from the 3DS, and if they combined that with 3D World in one game, I would be very excited because that they are two fantastic games. Mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed 3D Land more than 3D World. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because so, the levels are a bit more like the classic side scroll more that the 3d world was a leaning more towards the sort of um almost like a 3d it, mario it was nudging on, nudging towards nudging that. towards 64 yeah. wasn't it, it so was almost, if you could yeah. if you could give super mario brothers you one word that you kind of feel about it at the moment what would you go with um, well, in my opinion, yeah, this is lots of words now, but I would say uh, just essential because I want to have a 2D Mario game on on the Switch. Mm. Okay, that, that I don't have to dip into like the NES era for. Mm. So three words that are essential: Mario or Smario. <gasps> I'd say Mario. If I had to choose between those two, I would go Mario. I go Smario just for the unknown. But now I know Smark. <laughs> Like, I'd really want a Smario. I like the idea of Mark oh, and Smark being no, two different you. people. Let's just speak. No, no. It's I, a, no, no, no. I'm Pete. Schmitz, oh, my evil, not met Pete. evil doppelganger somewhere. I, I, think, up, I um, think sometimes he turns up. Yeah, do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. In, in a good place. I, uh, I 
booted up Red Dead 2 for the first time in about two months. <laughs> yeah. And I completely forgot I called the, mo- uh, called the horse smock. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just appeared. Nice. Just, so just, just, like, just so you can whip me. Well, like, yeah. The, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, all right, easy. Jesus Christ. Oh, Mario or Smario, mate. Come on. Throw it at us. I what thought we were doing. talking Smash. You, you're oh, no! Oh, everybody's spoken about Smash. They know yeah, everything yeah. about Smash. We're going to play it in a minute anyway, so we'll record He told it. the listeners we were going to talk about Smash. You know, I think they need it for a little bit. But, I mean, I haven't unlocked all the characters. You no, guys? I haven't either. But it, we were talking before we came um, on the podcast. It's, Smash is like you pick up and play. Like you can, yeah. you can, I, I like the idea. How they've built the game is that even if you don't have loads of time, um, the, the character unlocking, it, it tends to feel like every time you jump in, you've made some form of progress because you get a character drop or... Like, they, they've done that really nicely and it fits in with, with what I need Smash to be, which is a yeah, pick-up yeah. and play. It's displaced FIFA and it's displaced um, like Mario Kart and Splatoon at the moment where I'm jumping into this kind of game and like this is the one I want to... Why are you smiling, Mark? What you? Well, like, I was just thinking, if they were going to make a, a FIFA fighting game, what footballers would you want to fight each other in a smash that up? Oh, awesome. <laughs> I'd love to punch Ronaldo in the face. Yeah, like, the <laughs> you'd, his you'd, smug face. You'd try to shake the hand and they just fall on the floor holding their face yeah. anyway. So yeah, what, would, what, would, uh, this, what would Ronaldo's like final smash be? Final smash? He's he got the... Flex at you. He just flex. No, he's got that move, hasn't he? He did for FIFA. The, the, the L something or other. Yeah, where he flicks it up and then... Mm. Yeah, so it's like a... Mortal Kombat-esque with your head. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, throw Ooh, like a football player in that. Uh, just a really rubbish one. Just like, just, I don't know, um, Jordan Henderson. Just put him in a, <laughs> put him in a game for no reason. Everyone's like, the fuck's Jordan Henderson? Uh, okay, so Mario Mario. Fucking Egypt. He has got a point. He has got a point. We'll allow it. Three, two, <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. Actually, just carry on. <laughs> <laughs> it's that kind of clean, like sleek presentation that yeah. our listeners are here for. <laughs> if, if, if this, this is, is all fapple. left in, it was a really shit show. Oh. All right, Jesus! Come on, mate, carry on, mate. Three, all right, two, one. Welcome what? to this week's game of Mario or Smario. This is the game where I provide trivia on a video game, and the Switch Island lads have to flex their little puny brains to try and work out which one of them is a big <laughs> fat fake. So, you ready this week, boys? Well, j- just to clarify, when he says which one of them is a big fat fake, he's talking about the factors, not not us two. Oh, not us you're two. absolutely right. Grammatically, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in reality, both. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, you ready this week, guys? 
I was born ready. Yeah, we, we've been oh, frequ- yeah. we've been frequently wrong, but it's the taking part that counts. Rich is somewhere fuming every time we, we get it wrong as well. Yeah, we've been sat in in libraries and been revising for this Rocky montage. There has yeah. been montages over our studying up on this one. What's so. the plural of montage? Montage. Montage. <laughs> Carry on, Mark. Right, this Montique. week, lad. <laughs> Montague. <laughs> Montenegro. Uh, yeah, full Monty. <laughs> Let's go. Oh. <laughs> See, you criticise me every week, and then you guys just derail it every time. Yeah, this M- <laughs> Mont Mon- Kilimanjaro. <laughs> <laughs> you just sat back in the chair. It sounded like a fart. <laughs> Monty Python. Monty Python. Uh, Shout. This week, lads, I'm bringing you... Uh, Montage Tom- Combat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this week is Mortal Combat or Schmortal Combat. Mont. Mont, you want me. <laughs> so here we go. We've got four bits of trivia about Schmortal Combat or okay. Mortal Combat. Are you ready? Fucking cow. Schmortal Yeah, ready. Go for it. Ready, yeah. Uh, number one. The SNES version had less violent fatalities, renamed finishing moves. Number two, as well as the film, the game also spawned a music album and a novelization in 1994 and 1995, respectively. Number three, Nintendo wanted to change the name to Dragon Attack for the SNES game, despite arcade versions of Mortal Kombat already existing. And number four, Germany banned the game in 1995, only lifting the ban in 2005. I mean... And... Oh, sorry, mate. What? No, no, go on. You finished. Sorry, I thought you were done. Go on. I was just going to say which of you is going to go first, but you've just uh, dropped, dropped the ball there, mate. You're going first now, Pete. <laughs> I, I was wondering if we're... Like, we, is this competitive? Are we competing still? Or yeah, can we do the Switch Island logic to come up with like a north versus south yeah well yeah. the thing that yeah what i i don't want is with pete's more you know he's got probably more knowledge on nintendo games i think than dan what in general uh, well that's debatable i've been wrong on every quiz we've ever hosted well that, that is true actually so political then that was um, awesome but i think knowing knowing more might not help you with this game because you can be led down the wrong path by just knowing one of them is correct yeah, yeah. Uh, but so i would like to just give each of you in turn an opportunity to respond okay so i'm going to go through my yeah go on because yeah this, all right the resident intellectual wants to have his say i'll go through mine first and get it right and you can just suck off my answers I don't know why I said suck off. So, one, the SNES version has less violent fatalities, renamed finishing moves. So, finishing moves, finishing moves, less violent fatalities, SNES. What SNES version? So, what would it have been on that? Would it have been the OG Mortal Kombat? It's on the Mega Drive. Why would it be renamed from fatalities to finishing moves? Maybe because it can't give the illusion that the person's dying? Okay. Potentially. So, as well as the film, uh, the game spawned a music album and a novelization in 1994 and 1995, respectively. There was a film, so I can imagine there would be a music album novelization because it was super popular, although that could be a red herring. Number three, Nintendo wanted to change the name to Dragon Attack for the SNES game, despite arcade versions of Mortal Kombat already existing. That's believable to me, Dragon Attack. It's the Dragon's logo. 
Could be. Um, again, SNES game, yeah, potentially there would have been arcade versions, so again, believable. Germany banned the game in 1995, only lifting the ban in 2005. It was a banned game, if it were talking about the, the OG, which we are, 1992. So the SNES version is like... Do I believe that? I believe that. So was the film... Tough one this week. One changed the name. Germany banned the game, only lifting the ban in 2005. That's a late, late, late ban. I'm going to go with four as the lie. All right. Thanks, Dan. Mm. Um, and next up, Pete, an intellectual. Yeah, I, I have issues with calling me that. Like, there's, there's people who have far more Nintendo knowledge than me. Um, I'm going to say, I, I like your logic is. Um, this this Germany banned the game in 1995, only lifting the ban in 2005 for yep. the longevity of, of, of that. Mm-hmm. But I do remember when this game was released because it was the talk in the playground of like like <laughs> games <laughs> games were games were the cause of mass murder. Like that, that was essentially yeah, yeah. the argument. People were saying, "Well, it's violent video games," and far more um, like committed like evangelical views on like the how this is corrupting the minds of your kids and and Germany was particularly nanny state through that time period as well they 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 really were pushed by it i wouldn't be surprised if 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 it was banned like if like then they're not going to revisit that are they they're not going to go and revisit a, a 1992 game until like people would so people would probably playing that game on emulation and stuff and it's like, there's still like a ban on or something here. Should we maybe remove that ban now? Like, I, I could imagine that happening. I'm not offering, a, I'm not, not offering an opinion. Like you, you do you. Okay, so... The SNES version has less violent fatalities renamed finishing moves. Um, I know they changed the blood to green. That was something that had to be there. Um, if that's what it means, then that's, that's true. But the whole finish him thing like that that's in the game whether it's i don't think they they stood there and said fatality or did they yes it, it oh, said did. fatality yeah, yeah it said. used to come across if you do this special button press then a fatality i will help you with that i, I so i imagine that in the first one then that then yes they did change the name because i remember saying finish him and me thinking that was the legitimate way that mortal kombat ends fights i remember hiring this from a video shop that's per the tradition back in the day. Did you tell your mum she wouldn't have been happy No, with that, well, then? actually, it was because my mum and dad split. I just abused uh, my so step. Yeah. My, my biological dad was like, oh, I'll get you whatever you want. It was like, uh, I will get our real monsters. And, I, <laughs> <laughs> and this game called Mortal Kombat. And he was like, mm, this is an 18. And after that, it would always be like GTA 3. And oh, wow. <laughs> playing he, he the wasn't game. Like, in the game. Didn't um, turn me wrong. So, well, the German government was clearly bothered by the violence in video games, hence why they banned it in 1990. <laughs> yeah. um, so... As well as a film, the game spawned immediately. Yeah, there was a film. It was pretty, pretty shocking. Um, 1994, 1995 for novelization of music album. Pete's on Google here, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Aeroplane mode, nothing's coming up. But uh, Okay, I'm going to say that I think less violent fatalities is accurate. Ooh. I think wanting to change the name sounds very Nintendo-esque and maybe if they were looking at the bad publicity that Mortal Kombat was getting anyway that the link to kind of death with Mortal and all that kind of stuff maybe maybe they would try and push for like a, a rename because I mean they've got priors like 
with renaming even their home franchises and stuff. So I could see that be something that happened. Yes, I know Germany did ban the game. Um, so I'm going to think... I'm going to say number two is the Smortal Scombat for two reasons. Firstly, the music album and novelization, and also Mark's dropped in the word uh, re- retrospectively or respectively to try and try and push us off the track so it sounds really like official. But I think he's just trying to just trying to push us down that that way. We'll see. Okay. So you're going okay. for four. I'm going for two. That, that's where we'll go. Decent. Nice. Okay. Thanks, guys. Um, good analysis. I loved all of that. Um, I, just, just to clarify on the first thing you said, Pete, about being called an intellectual, we, we're not calling you that because of Nintendo knowledge. We're calling it because you're a ninny and an intellectual. <laughs> oh no. Sorry, mate. You totally misread that. Oh mate, well. You, thanks for clarifying. And then I'm comfortable with you being called that. Then call me that forever more. Okay. It's really, Roy, okay. It's no Roy, harm with a ninny. It's Roid Vania Gate all over again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go through these in order. So, number one, the SNES version had less violent fatalities, renamed finishing moves. That is true. So, as well as uh, changing the the name of the blood to sweat and making it green, they also renamed them finishing moves and made them less violent. Um, so, that's true. Number two, as well as the film, the game spawned a music album and a novelization in 1994 and 1995, respectively. <laughs> that is, in fact, true. The Ooh. music album... Okay. The music album was called Mortal Kombat, the album, uh, which was Original. by the, the Immortals and featured techno music and was released in 1994. Um, <laughs> and apparently one of the themes was used for the movie. Ah, there you go. See the movie. Yeah, is, yeah. Sight the movie. Nice lateral thinking there. That's right. I'll take an intellectual title. So, oh, You'll be so a mini and an intellectual. So number three. Number three, Nintendo wanted to change the name to Dragon Attack for the SNES game, despite arcade versions of Mortal Kombat already existing. This one, lads, is the Smortal Scombat. Oh, this time. Oh, I even had a, sa- a song oh. lined up for when I won. Oh, you have to save that for next time, mate. So um, these, I've changed this one. Dragon Attack, Q-Mite. Okay, he's going for it. He's going for it. This is a celebration without a win. You can't do that. <laughs> I know. He's just crying over it. I was just proving a point. This is what it could have been. So why, don't you have, why don't you have a set one for when you lose next time? We um, are the losers, my friend. <laughs> yeah, just do like, you guys should sing it together. That would be hilarious. Being called ninnies by Mark. Um, so just to clarify, the... Um, <laughs> We I think, I think Dan, Dan, came, Dan came up with intellectual. Oh, oh mate. There it is. Oh, there it is. Don't cry. It's not that bad. Okay, so um <laughs> coffee okay. went down the wrong way. <laughs> the name the, the name time. Dragon Attack was uh, one of the names that the original developers were considering for the name of the game before they came on Mortal Kombat. The Sick. other suggestions were Q Might, Death Blow, and Fatality. And kind of Germany with that. It Number was too four. similar to Double Dragon, and I was like, ah, that might be a red hair in there, and I wasn't going to mention it because Pete was going to guess. So, go on. Sorry, Carol. And uh, yeah, Germany did in fact ban the game in 1995 and withdrew it from the shelves, actually. So it was already like out, and they uh, brought it all back in, uh, only lifting the ban 10 years later, which I think is quite incredible. Yeah. Um, so yeah. thank you for playing guys I'm sorry there were no winners except me again this oh, time no, I think that the game is the winner like I yeah, really love this game and I don't mind being wrong you know what it's even got its own theme tune name the game again Mark what game was this 
Mario or Smario, guys. And I want to see if Rich gets this one right as well, because he's been like bragging, binging on some serious bragging, like all that on Twitter. So fair play to him. It's quite yeah, a lot, seems, yeah. so, we need to... I'm a bit scared when he finally comes on and plays it. Quite looking forward to getting him on again soon. Um, okay. Well, what we want to do quickly, we've got 10 more minutes before we get to tw- half past. So, hey guys, congratulations. That might be a bit soon, but that might be our quickest podcast. Yeah, well, we said we wanted to keep it uh-huh. to an hour and a half. Um, right, let's keep going. Pedal down while we're succeeding. Yeah, we're not done yet, mate. We're not yeah, done yet. Point. I've got a good feeling. Oh. I've, got, I've got this essay to read out that I've written. <laughs> Ode to Pete. <laughs> a smart yeah. team oh, that, story. <laughs> that's, my, that's my poem. Oh, is it? It's my epic. Ooh, it's my epic poem. Yeah. Why Dan was wrong. A TED Talk <laughs> by Pete. <laughs> it's called Odyssey or Sodyssey. Odyssey yeah. or Sodyssey. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> that's good okay so upcoming games guys on the Switch we want to whiz through them if there's anything that we kind of know about a quick couple of sentences we'll buzz on in. it buzzing so I Hugo hug everyone but only once I don't think that's created by the guy that runs Ted Baker uh, that comes out on the 21st of January 2019 um, next one Magic Nations a card game with a strategy twist 21st of the 1st 2019 uh, The Raven Remastered Experience a thrilling crime story through the eyes of multiple characters. 21st of the 1st, again. Um, yeah, I'm quite interested in that one because they developed, the same developers, I've forgotten their name, but they did um, the Book of Unwritten Tales. Okay. Games 1 and 2, which are some pretty neat point-and-click games that you can get. I think they're coming out as well. Uh, they may be on this sorry, list. You're supposed to buzz in for this round. That's my buzz. Voice oh. acting sounds ace in that as well. I think I saw a trailer quid, for it. £27. London, 1964. Mm. An ancient ruby is stolen from the British Museum. At the crime scene, a raven feather. Is someone trying to follow him in the footsteps of the raven? The legendary master thief who disappeared years before? Constable Anton Jakob Zellner finds himself in the middle of the kind of murder mystery he so far only knew from reading his favourite crime novels. Nothing is what it seems. Everyone has something to hide, and the Raven is always one step ahead. Well read, that. that, that Thank you very good. much, guys. Like, perfect diction there, so that's, that's the Raven. Uh, next one, At Sundown, colon, shots in the dark, that is a colon, not the word colon. Uh, at sundown, colon, very, very shots in the dark game. again, colon, yeah, not, not an actual colon. Uh, shots in the dark is stealth-driven, top-down multiplayer shooter in which up to four players compete in both online and local deathmatch. Uh, um, the thing with that is the neon kind of look of it is really dark and then there's like, the, the weapons seem to be like lasery kind of shots that flash out and so it looks really interesting. Ooh. I'm not sure if it's for me, but the style of it looks really nice. Looks pretty nice. At the moment, it is discounted by 20% on the e-store for people wanting to pre-order, and I it's £14.39. And it just says very similarly, Sundown Shots in the Dark is Strathdown and Top Down Monty Bellashio, in which up to four players compete in both online and local deathmatch. Unique 
Stealth-driven arena combat, online and local multiplayer. Play challenge mode or co-op versus AI. Six unique zones for multiplayer maps. So that's everything you need to know about that game. Probably not, but... Next one, Future Grind is out on the 22nd of the 1st, and this is a stylish stunt racer all about tricks, skill, and speed. Okay, uh, next one, nobody's going to want to talk about Smite. Enter the Battleground of the Gods. That's on the 24th, 1st, 2019. (gasps) It's made by the people that did Paladins. It's a MOBA, which is from a third-person perspective. Looks really fleshed out, locked at 60 frames per second, just like they did with Paladins. I'm probably going to get the Founders Pack. Um, Mm. It's out on different consoles, but it is... It is cross-play with most of them. Do you know how much it is? Uh, 24 for the Founders Pack. Ooh, 23.69. Uh, Pete. Oh. Pete, someone who's not an acronym intellectual. Ooh. What's a MOBA? Uh, so it's a multi... Oh, what's the phrase? Battle arena. Multi... It's like different routes. Uh, what's the exact standing for it? I can't remember exactly what it stands for. It's like multiplayer online brutal battle arena. It's like multiple online (laughs) battle arena. That's what it is, I think. So it says on the website, pre-purchase the Smite Founders Pack and gain access to the Smite closed beta on Nintendo Switch beginning January 24, 2019. So the thing with it is most MOBAs tend to be isometric camera angle and you get three channels and then jungle between them. This, it's still got the setup of the maps, but the camera's third-person perspective, so it feels far more like a, a yeah. like a, a traditional action game, but it's still got the MOBA elements to it. I'm going to side the- sidebar into this, sorry, Mark, very quickly. So oh, yeah. I really miss oh, playing these games with you. Genuinely, Paladins between the three of us was super fun. Now we've got the guys as well, fun. Splatoon. Like, we need to play more of these. Uh, I think you can set guilds up on that. Don't hold me to it, but you can set up a guild on that. We could have a Switch Island guild. What were you going to say, Mark? Uh, I was going to say Smite for the game. Mario or Mario would have to be um, Smite or Might. Le Grand Legacy, <laughs> tale of the colon, tale of the fate bounds. Welcome to Le Grand, a beautifully hand-drawn, well-riddled with curious creatures, devastating wars, and intriguing tales of vengeance and redemption. That's on the 24th of the 1st. Next one, My Memory of Us, uh, is experience touching tale of friendship between a girl and a boy. Not necessarily friendship then. Uh, during the darkest moments of our times. And that is on the 24th of January, 2019. Next one, uh, Atari Flashback Classics. The most an- uh, most complete Atari collection ever. That's on the 24th. Since the last one. Since the last one, 24th of the 1st, 2019. Next one, uh, Sleep Tight. Build that pillow fort. Grab that dark gun. Hold on. Uh, all right, I built a pillow oh, fort before. What's that one it's called? It's like um, a tower defense game. Sleep Tight. Yeah, you, you hold I thought you said slave and, tight. Yeah. No, it didn't. <laughs> sleep tight, Mark. So sleep tight. It sounds quite insidious, that. Build the pillow fort. Okay, cute. I like that. We all have pillow forts. Grab the dart gun <laughs> <laughs> and try to survive one more night. Um, next one. It, it's Ooh. like, a, I think it's like a multi-wave kind of survival. Uh, okay. You set up the pillow fort and then there's like defensive positions and you've got to hold the center kind of thing. Cool. Next one. Jack Quest, colon. Uh, the Tale of the Sword. Ex- explore the cavernous depths of Korg's slime-ridden labyrinthian lair. <laughs> explore the cavernous depths of Korg's slime-ridden labyrinthian lair. Explore, explore the cavernous depths of Korg's slime-ridden labyrinthian lair. Next, fish, fishing universe simulator. Bait. Cast your line and wait for a bite. And that's on the 24th of the 1st as well. 
Doodle God Evolution, 24th of the 1st. Unleash Your Inner God with Doodle God, colon, Evolution. Next one, hashtag kill all zombies. Battle against a ravenous zombie population in the name of sports entertainment, 24th of the 1st. Oh, for God's sake, some of these names. Asvidian Heart 2, uh, with the world on the verge of being frozen in ice. Heart Unite once more in a sequel to the smash hit RPG series. That's 24th of the 1st. Jesus Christ, 24th of the 1st. Next one, Johnny Johnny Turbo's Arcade Joe and Mac Caveman's Ninja. Uh, going a wild prehistoric adventure with Caveman Ninjas, Joe and Mac. 24th of the fucking first. Next one. That's only five wait, wait, wait. days away, isn't it? That's a game. Joe Matt Caveman Ninjas. I don't give a That's shit. That's a game. Next one. Curse Castilla. Is it Castilla? Castilla? The Spanish word? C A S. Castilla. Yeah. Castilla. 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 Revive the glory of the arcade times. 24th of the fucking first. Next one. Picking. Say that for me. It's that one. Pick Uniku. Pick Uniku. Start a fun little revolution in this delightful dystopian adventure. Next one, Axe Tongue. <laughs> Cthulhu Tactics. <laughs> Axe Tongue. Oh Cthulhu. Mark. Cthulhu Tactics. Long live Cthulhu, yeah, though. Yeah, Cthulhu. Um, a, a turn-based tactical strategy game it's set in the well. Acton Cthulhu universe 24th of the fucking oh, first the, the Acton Cthulhu universe there's a universe, there's a universe <laughs> of these games uh, next one Bad Dream colon coma again it's not an actual colon it is an actual colon sorry uh, welcome to the Bad Dream colon co- co- coma welcome to the Bad Dream coma okay <laughs> point and click imagine having a imagine having a colon coma imagine a doctor saying that to you <laughs> welcome to Bad Dream yeah. coma a point your, your coma is your, your colon is uh, slipped into a coma <laughs> not again just punching yourself in the stomach to try and wake it up uh, a point and click game where a unique minimalistic art style creates an unforgettable and atmospheric experience 24th of the 1st next one 25th of the 1st Mario and Luigi Bowser's inside story and Bowser Jr's journey team up with Mario Luigi and Bowser to take back the Mushroom Kingdom from the evil genius Fawful uh, in Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story and Bowser Jr.'s Journey for Nintendo 3S and Family Systems. Yeah, that's DS, isn't it? Cool. Boo. Next one. Uh, flow Lines versus Pair Up. Them, all the matching sockets on the board by drawing continuous lines, 25th and 1st. Heroes Trials, Speedy and Heartwarming, Action RPG full of challenges, 25th and 1st. 26th and 1st is Inops. Dive into the wondrous world of Inops, a 2D puzzle-based side-scrolling adventure of Puzzle and Light. Uh, 29th of the 1st, Mages of Mistralia, uh, to your spellbook. Design your very own spells to fight enemies, explore, and write past wrongs in the kingdom of Mistralia. Um, after that, there's about 20 or 30 other games that are all out in the next two or three weeks. It's an insane list. I'm going to go down the list of names, and you can tell me. So next one, Drowning. One after that is Valiant Hearts, The Great War. Next yeah, that's, one. That, that's pretty good, that. Next I one. that in the past. That's cool. Next one. Pre- please press the buzzer. Yeah, I know, yeah. But I oh, did, it's broke. Okay. <laughs> Next one, Earhart, uh, Tales of Broken Wings. Yes. Now this is a... <laughs> Didn't you fucking based. use the buzzer? Yeah. Oh, it's broke. Well, I did, it's broke, sorry. Um, so there's multi-planes, and, and by that I mean like levels, like from up to down. Oh, okay. And there are multiple yeah. planes. It's a, uh, You do as many runs as you can to try and get as high as you can. Um, from your base, uh, there's something like a city way up in the skies that you're trying to get to. You upgrade your plane, move higher through these levels. Lower, you have to farm the lower areas for the materials that you need to upgrade your plane to move up. Looks charming, looks really good. 
Named after Amelia Earhart as well. What's not to like? £11.99 on the e-store and very synced. Earhart combines free-roaming, twin-stick gameplay with a beautiful, colourful world. Defeat your enemies, salvage their scrap and reuse it to craft new parts for your airplane. Build and try out over 40 weapons and airplane parts and combine their abilities to become the pirate's worst nightmare. Looks really nice. Looks gorgeous. So next one, Necros... For God's sake, Necrosphere Deluxe. That's on the 31st. The first, next one, Pixel Colours. Next one, Dragon, Marked for Death. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. popular at the moment, I think, getting a bit of buzz online. Yeah. Next one, Zombie Night Terror. That's on the 31st, the first. After that, DreamWorks, Dragon's Dawn of New Riders. So that's the How to Train Your Dragon series, I think, first of Feb. Uh, next one, Blaz Blue, uh, Central Flication, Special Edition. <laughs> Central, Central, Central Fiction, Special Edition, that's it. Um, that seems to be pretty popular online Riot Civil Unrest that's on the 8th of uh, Feb uh, next one Monogy en- Energy Supercross the official video game 2 um, 99 moves and we've got also one that we've reached out for a code Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove 1st mm. of March um, you want to play the original? I haven't next one Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn that's on the 3DS Xenon Racer uh, that's coming out on 26th yeah, of that's March. Yeah, that's a full price game, but uh, the cars look really, really futuristic. Um, but it's like 44 quid. Yeah, yeah. So bearing in mind, these, do, these are the games pretty much that I've, I've mentioned. Next three are pretty big. So Wargroove, quarter one. Yeah, why that's, not? That's just the date that we've got on here. Yoshi's Crafted World, 29th to the 3rd, and Pandemic in March 2019. So that's everything mm. that's built at the moment. There's nothing in there really jumping out at me other than a couple of third parties. They must be holding something. They've got some big stuff a, coming. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of games in there which seem more filler than killer. I think. Um, which, I'm not sure if that's how you guys see it. It just seems a little bit of a fizzle rather than a bang. Yeah, at the moment, I think we're waiting for something and I'm I'm happy to wait for the Direct. And it's not all doom and gloom. There's a lot of absolutely brilliant games out there and we might actually clear some of the backlogs that we've got for the first time. Mm-hmm. We- I, mean, I, I am excited for two. I'm excited for Smite. I think that's a game that I'm looking forward to and I'm like, and I'm excited for Airheart, but that's two out of this month and we're used to like, like having to not buy a game because there's another one that we really want and the, the, you can't buy two full ticket items right in the same month whereas this is we there's a lot of space there now before we um, before we finish so there are rumblings that Nintendo has hit the 20 million mark um, so again putting my theory to bed uh, Mark hit already yeah, apparently it's already, or will no, hit apparently it's it's hit apparently again no. I'm only, really? I'm only I've only read a couple of journals on it and a couple of bits just saying that it had extremely strong Christmas so um, yeah I think we're probably looking at have to do some reading yeah I think Mark, yours was bang on the nose. You were saying 20? I think I said 18. Oh, you said 18. You said 22. And Dan said like one or something. I forget. Oh, it was like, uh, I think I said something like, like a 20 unit. 10 or uh, something like that. I can't remember. But I was being joyfully playful. Yeah, you, were, you were saying 10, I was 10, playing yeah. devil's advocate because someone needs to be the bad guy. I mean, how good it, would it be if even what what I said at the time was like a bit of a stretch going up to 22? Imagine if it was like... Mm. Beyond that, that would be such a success for what is a great console. Yeah, it would be cool. So just to kind of round off the week, uh, guys, thank you very much for listening. If you want to follow us on Twitter, Pete, the Twitter handle is? Uh, for me, at GQ Preacher. Mark, yours is? At Smart Tweeter. And mine is at DannyWard2707. The Switch Island is at Switch underscore Island. The website is Pete? SwitchIsland.co.uk. Yeah, wonderful. Mark, what have you done on the website this week? 
a couple of reviews moved across to the new website. Check out the new one, it guys. It looks awesome on mobile, which was super, it super chuffed It looks on. really pretty. It really looks gorgeous. Yeah. And um, big, big thanks to all the guys for helping. Obviously to Rob, to uh, Benji, or just Ben. Just Ben. Let's just call him Bob Ben. Hi, my name's Ben. I'm from the surf. Ben, uh, big, big, big props to Mike and us, of course, to Steve. Sticky Steve. Sticky Steve. We've moved over Rich's review, haven't we? Which was the Sega... Mm. What was the name of the, the collection? Ages. The, the, no, no, no. It's the Mega Drive Classics ah. review. Uh, the a- Ages That's is the, the specific games where they've given like a special emulation to. Oh, this okay. is the whole collection. Ooh. And the review is excellent. Check it out. And we'll be getting Rich on the show soon to discuss that and more Sega games on Switch yeah it's super super important to us we'd love for you guys to reach out um, like we said we've given you our Twitter handles we've given you our website we, we want as many people on the podcast as possible the Desert Island Cartridge we've done three like I said, I'm going to release Nintendo Gurus one I think just shortly after I release this podcast I'm going to record another one Friday coming today Saturday so we know what we're doing from content wise. I need to pull my finger out a little bit from a video perspective. I think I've got my setup ready. We're sat in front of it. It's it's ready it looks to go. So switch. I do want to. I do want to do my persona thing, but there are also a lot of good switch games that I kind of want to, kind of want to jump into. But do you, uh, do you boys fancy a little round of smash? I think we've got time for that. So what I'm going to do? I'm going to record it as in just the screen of us playing and a bit of audio content as well for you guys if you want to uh, listen on that and we will post it on the website. So have a great week. Thank you very much for listening and uh, bon voyage. Thanks all. Bye. Cheers, guys. Bye. Let's go. Ooh.